Welcome to Positive Reaction Podcast. My name is Danielle C. Aguilar, better known as Dr. D. My name is Dr. Edwin Serrano, better known as Dr. Pepper, and we are not your average physical therapist, and we will get you ready to react at any given moment. We are here to question healthcare to help you make the best decision to get back to your active lifestyle. Actually, before we start, I have a question for Danielle. Oh, Danielle, man. is your hip any better from doing your exercises That's and doing such what a I good question. <laughs> I hate you for asking, but yes, it is. It is. You know, I implemented it. I, I've been doing like I had to make sure. You know how some people when they um, engage the glutes, they tend to use their back. Yeah. So making sure that I don't over engage and I feel my back arch—that's one of my most uh, difficult things. Yeah, because then you cause that anterior pelvic tilt, and then you're technically yes, impinging in the front, right? Exactly. Yeah. So I'm mindful of that, and I found that that was a challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, I I started off with basic holds, like ten times, ten second holds in that glute position. So I'm trying to fatigue the heck out of my muscle. And I'm not going to lie, I was pretty impressed. It, it, it didn't necessarily clear it all up, but uh, it, it definitely made a difference. So oh, you see? I didn't knock it. I thought it was great. <laughs> I really, really thought it was great. Well, do you see? Sometimes I always know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Sometimes you may be right. I hate to admit it. But do you hear an echo? Um, no. No, is it just I'm it's just used to just hearing me. myself. Oh, gosh. Anyways. Anyways. Okay, so yeah, that's a great follow-up from last time. And uh, now we're going to kind of shift gears a little bit, still stay in the, the, the lower quarter, if you will, yeah. and, and dive into the hamstrings a little bit. The hamstring or the hamstrings? Hamstrings. Yeah. Hamstrings. Why is it the hamstrings? Well, there's three of them. There's three of them? What are they? Yeah. The semi-membranosis, semi-tendinosis, and the semi... No, bicep femoris. Oh, yeah, thank you. The bicep femoris. Damn it. I just looked at it. Yes, you're right. (laughs) So there's your anatomy 101. Mm -hmm. Uh, Those are the three hamstrings that are involved. And we were talking about this before we started. You know, you were talking about hamstring dominance. And Mm -hmm, you mm kind of opened the door already with, you you know, I talked about the back a little bit, how we can involve it. But you wanted to highlight a little bit about, you know, glute versus hamstring dominance. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, And and then mm -hmm. maybe talk a little bit about hamstring injuries. So dive in a little bit for me, you know, what you look for when it comes to hamstring dominance or or hamstring activation. Well, so... um well, I guess we got to talk more about injury first. That's like, fine. Because it kind of leads into dominance for glutes and stuff. Oh, yeah, you did say that. Right? So, I mean, pulling your hamstring, right? Yeah, that's so, a- so Ooh, whether When do you pull a hamstring? So, is- whether you pull a hamstring or you tear a hamstring, it's kind of the same thing unless it's a full-on tear, right? Because it's a strain. Sure. Right? So, um, or it's a tear, right? So, people will often misconstrue like oh i tore my hamstring versus i strained my hamstring which is the same thing right okay or you pull your hamstring so let's clear that up a little bit okay so say it slowly so <laughs> if you pull you strain or you tear your hamstring it's the same thing all three all three are the same thing got and it and then there's grade one two and three right and four and four three just three yeah i'm pretty sure there's only three yeah there's only three fact check <sighs> i was just looking at this too anyways, anyways. <laughs> pinch poke okay so you know, you, you we're talking about hamstring injuries, and the first thing that comes to mind, it's funny enough, we were, I'm in a softball team, and in the same game, I don't know if I told you this, four of the, four of my teammates strained their hamstring, one of which strained both of them. They should have a PT on the team. I know. Go figure, there's three of us on the team. 
<laughs> is right? this team reaction too? Uh, yes. Oof. That's so uh. sad. Well, I will I can't force him to warm up, but it was insane. We were literally dropping like flies. I couldn't believe it. But it was across the board, three different people, um, two of which strained, or maybe four. The point is, um, you know, they strained their hamstring and none of them had history of hamstring injury. Mm-hmm. And speaking of the most common way to injure your hamstring, the number one most um, way to strain your hamstring is history of injury. Mm-hmm. If you've done it once, you're, you're likely, more than likely to do it again. Exactly. Which is, I think we talked about that previously. We in did. one of the injury Yeah, talks. I think we did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was just looking back. Uh, so it's a quick change in, in um, you know, speed, right? Mm-hmm. And so a lot of, the, let's just talk about how these people did it. They were rounding second to pick up their speed and mm-hmm. they felt a pop and that was it. Yeah, it's like you're trying to hit that stride mm-hmm. and then you're going through that like contraction to lengthening ratio. Like it's contracting and then lengthening and yes. then it's like too quick and bam. Right, mm-hmm. exactly. And so that's what happened with them. They were trying to catch, get their speed and it, it, it the speed got them. Which sprinters tend to, right? Like, yeah, sprinters yeah. do. Uh, and y- you would think hurdlers because they get into that terminal extension. extension. You know what I'm saying? What does that mean? That they are getting full knee extension. With what their, does full knee extension mean? Their knee is extended. Their knee is completely straight. <laughs> oh, use another <laughs> word. <laughs> Shoot. I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> Yo, yes, the knee straight. And it's so quickly and abrupt mm-hmm. uh, that, you know, they can feel that pop too. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, these are these are common ways you can injure it. And I think the, the most common one is trying to find your stride mm-hmm. and, and or going from zero to 60. For example, I strained my hamstring. I hit the ball and I'm trying to get off of home plate to get to first and my hamstring went. I think I strained my hamstring once going to the fridge. Well, you were trying to move too fast I'm and that was kidding. a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, hamstring strains, how... How long do we typically treat them? You know, a lot of the time, so it would vary. There's a protocol that I like to uh, that I like to adhere to, and it can be from around a two week is on the like very, very minor, yeah, yeah, very minor, like a grade one to a four to six week range where you're looking at a grade two. If you're mm-hmm. at a grade three, then you're looking way past like three months, yeah, yeah way yeah. past that six week range. So that's kind of the timeline. And, you know, if we discuss that in brief, you're looking at the first 48 to 72 hours of pure rest. Allow that. And not even so much stagnant rest, but gentle stretching, meaning like you're barely leaning into the the, the stretch. And, and I, what people struggle with, right, when you get this strain, you tend to want to lean in and, and, and stretch where it hurts so good. And, you know, those kinds of things... I look at people and I'm just like, you already pulled it. Why do you want to pull on it more? You know, that doesn't make a lot of sense yeah, to me. Yeah, I think that's the biggest, like, count, like, it's the biggest thing you see, right? Like, I pull my muscle. Yeah, counterproductive. Like, <laughs> I pulled my hamstring, so I'm going to pull on it more. Like, no. <laughs> yeah, that's not how it works. It's like the worst thing to do. So, uh, so we provided the time frame yes. right, of what we're looking at. If mm-hmm. we're looking at grade one, we're saying around a two-week, maybe even a three-week, depending on the on the, the pain threshold that the athlete or mm-hmm. individual is mm-hmm. dealing with, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, and so that's kind of what we're looking with. So when, once we get and, and, and in those th- those two weeks, you're gradually relearning how to activate mm-hmm. hamstring, glutes, mm-hmm. uh, you know, glute med, glute max, and doing that in a way pain-free. And also, like, if, if you have a hamstring pull and this has happened, you, I mean, you have to look at, at it as, as a global perspective, right? Like, are the hamstrings kicking in too much? And this is where we kind of talk about hamstring dominance, right? right? Like, yeah, um, this is a great segue. So, so whenever you pull your hamstring, yeah, it could have been something that just happened because you overextended yourself. You probably didn't warm up properly. We've addressed yeah. that before. 
but something that I've seen is people have pretty dominant hamstrings when they pull their hamstrings, meaning they want their hamstring to do all of their work, right? right. So I think about the knee as um, kind of like a square, right? And uh-huh. you want to strengthen every component on each side of the knee, right? So some, then the hamstrings will be like the backside of the knee, the hamstrings be- are in charge of bending your knee, right? Mm-hmm. So then your quads are in charge of straightening your knee. Mm-hmm. Then you have like the glutes, the external rotators, all those. How can you strengthen that aspect of the leg? And then how can you act? and strengthen the adductors right mm-hmm. so um typically you find that the glute med glute max don't fire well right that's and very like especially if you don't do what it's called like frontal plane movement mm-hmm. side to side stuff mm-hmm. we naturally move forward and forward backward. and back and so side to side we don't we and sometimes you have sh- strong glutes but then uh, the efficiency, like I like to say, isn't there. So do they kick in as well as they should? Probably not. Right. For example, you deal with a runner, and a runner goes and runs for five miles. They're not used to running. They pull their hamstring, but then you know that they are they have a valgus movement as they run towards the end of their run. So right. then that means they're putting more torque on the knee. Then they may pull on their hamstring a little bit more, right, and then they strain right. it, right? So, um, I mean, breakdown. yeah, it's a little breakdown of what we're talking about. But so... So what tends to happen is you can break down the hamstrings grossly and then you can break them down kind of like bias them a little yes, bit, right? Yes. So where you turn your foot in certain directions mm-hmm. and then you find it like, hey, the medial side of the hamstrings kick in better than the lateral side. And then you can kind of target, right? Mm-hmm. But you can't really <laughs> isolate, <laughs> right? So, I love that you said that. So um, besides not stretching the hamstring you want to load the hamstring Mm -hmm. little by little right so one of the things that i like to load the hamstring is glute bridges i don't like that they're called glute bridges because it emphasizes that you're working on your ass but in reality (laughs) you're working your hamstrings more than your ass okay so um it is true it is i mean everybody says i'm working on my glutes i do bridges it's like you're working on your hamstrings yeah And well, I need to know what is your favorite go-to glute exercise? Yeah, so we talked about it last week. Did we? Yeah, yeah. The prone. Well, so so a way that I assess if this person is hamstring dominant, mm-hmm. first of all, is if I put them in the prone position, meaning laying face down. Right. Okay. I put one hand on their hamstrings, one hand on their butt. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then, well, not the whole hand, like fingers on. Them, right. <laughs> you professionally then, poke. You professionally. You professionally. You feel, you feel for each one, and then what I do is when they bend their knee, then I have them lift their leg up. Right. Right. And Heel then, to the ceiling. Yep. And if they lift and their hamstrings kick in before their ham- their glutes, then that, that means that that is naturally what's going to happen when they go for a run, mm-hmm. go for a squat. Naturally, their hamstrings will kick in before their glutes. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. a lot of what I do initially with someone with a hamstring strain is like, hey, let's work on firing the glute before we hi- fire the hamstrings. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of retrains the brain of like, yeah. hey, this is how I should work. And then from there then we really focus on like okay let's load up the hamstrings and then let's load up the glutes um and so that's how i go on and find that hamstring dominance and it's a little test i learned during my fellowship it may not mean a lot but to me it tells me like what's going on with this person i think that's a great way Mm -hmm. i mean because that's honestly i i can tell you that for me, it, it, the prone position and seeing how they activate is yeah, money. Yeah, and how they move, right? Yeah. Like, and then you see if their spine goes into it, right? Exactly. So do they have 
that true hip extension, mm-hmm. right? Or is it more of lumbar extension and the hips just right. in neutral, right? Right. Especially when you're dealing with someone like a sprinter or a runner, and if they're getting all that hip extension from their back, then you know that the glute max, the glute meat are probably not as efficient as they should be. Right. Right. I think that's, you can't get any better than that. You're, you're seeing it, you're feeling it, and you're providing feedback. Mm-hmm. And those are good things that I implement because a lot of people aren't aren't sure. Like, I'm pretty sure I'm firing my glutes. Mm, no, you're not. Yeah, like, and then when you, ha- when you expose it in such a way that there isn't any feedback when they're doing, for example, a glute bridge, quote mm-hmm. unquote, they think they're firing their hamstrings. So now they're already, mm-hmm. not necessarily, I don't like to use this phrase, but they're a motor moron. They're mm-hmm. not really sure what they're firing yeah. and how they're firing. It, it's funny because I tell all my patients, I was like, girl, your ass is just for show. And then they <laughs> laugh at me and like, yeah, it's just for show. Oh, yeah, it's true. It's true. You're just wearing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're so <Yeah>. forward. <laughs> so, so you know that's that's kind of like going off of hamstring. So even like Danielle talked about earlier, if it's a grade one like one to two weeks and you're probably feeling better but then that's where we kind of like hey your symptoms are better yes. but do we need to fix how we're moving and what we're activating mm-hmm. right? that is such a good so, point sorry go ahead so so that's kind of like even if you're symptom free within a week or two that's not to say that this won't happen again in a month mm-hmm. if you try and go sprint so there has to be a period of acclimation a period of healing a period of like hey let's retrain how you're doing what you're doing yes to effectively change these symptoms and the chance of this happening again it's like a mic drop i don't even want to add anything bam bam the only thing i wanted to say is that's how injuries happen i mm-hmm. see that so much they're like oh it feels better especially with grade one hamstrings oh, yeah. they're like oh i'm just gonna get right back to it i'll be fine and then i was reading an article earlier this gentleman it was a case study he injured his hamstring five different times mm-hmm. because it was always a grade one quote mm-hmm. unquote so he would ease into it in his own way yeah. or, and they described oh, how I don't he have did any it pain. And then, yeah and then a couple of days later it happens I'm, I'm, I'm working with uh a patient right now and she runs you know her thing is just like i go out and run and you know she has kids and she doesn't warm up properly and she would just go for a run mm-hmm. and like she just like she's she closes the door she's out and running right which <laughs> i think as we all become more busy individuals that's like our norm like get yeah. it in and get it out right um and she strained her hamstring you know, like slipping on mud, Oof. right? And she didn't do anything about it. She kind of just rested it, laid off yeah. of it, um, and tried to go for a run three weeks later or two weeks later, right? So mm-hmm. you don't have any pain when you're not doing anything, but then right. you go out for a run and she's like, man, it keeps pulling, it keeps pulling. So it took her a while to come in and she finally came in, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and now we addressed it. We got it moving um, six weeks later and she's back to running her 5Ks, nice. you know, daily. Um, but at some point we loaded her a little bit too much Mm. right and so we didn't get back to running running maybe like four weeks in but she developed a little bit of a hamstring insertional tendinopathy Mm. right so So she was feeling it more on a chronic basis yeah so she was feeling it not on a chronic basis but she would felt it she felt it like on if she went for a run and it was more of an incline i understand and then or if she and she would kind of feel a little tug yeah yeah right a little tug 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 got worse as she kept running um but then it went away so Um, and then if she would sit on it weird, you know, it's kind of like that, like uh, the beginning of a tendinopathy, right? Yeah, and she just felt it more frequently. Mm-hmm. She that- felt it a little bit more frequently there, and all we did is like load it back isometrically, right? I got gotcha. you. Where you contract and hold. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Her symptoms went away. Like we're just doing monthly check-ins now. I see her this week, um, but that's the other thing, right? Like if you have a strain, the the muscle is not working efficiently, and then you can develop a tendinopathy, right, or tendonitis. Yeah, right? yeah. No, I mean you're right. Mm-hmm. You definitely can, especially if you. Find a way to, you know, you think you dosed yourself correctly. You went and still continue to push through, but you still feel 
it's even if you feel different mm-hmm. in, in prior to the injury you don't feel the way you did before something's off something's off and and so you know we nipped it in the bud right away uh-huh, uh-huh. but imagine if someone didn't have that right like right. she could have like oh i'm just going to continue running and continue running eventually and it, lead to and other it, things yeah leads to other things so um it's just a kind of a way to look at it even if it seems minor like it's good to get it addressed and looked at because you can have like monthly check-ins to where you're like okay just work on these things and hey like we're good but don't just like let it fall by the wayside yeah it Mm -hmm. is we can't harp on that enough with hamstrings and Mm -hmm. i think that's why i wanted to touch on it it was you know edwin's idea to talk about hamstring dominance and just bring in the injury because it was related but yeah, I echo what you say. Just mm-hmm. if, even if it is something small, in your opinion, for those of you listening, come check in with us. Check your body mechanics. You'd be surprised. Uh, you want to you want to nip it in the bud, just as he said. So mm, for sure, for sure, for sure. All right, guys. All right, guys. Catch you next week. Thanks for listening. Don't strain that hamstring or pull it <laughs> or tear it. One of the, don't do any of those. No, <laughs> Remember, this is Positive Reaction Podcast. This is Dr. D. And Dr. Serrano, where Where you you come come first. first.